once again, civil rights attorney Ken Crump is covering another, yet another young man, Amari Locke. I believe he's 22 years old. Uh, He was shot by SWAT in his cousin's apartment. So again, this was a person that wasn't named in a warrant uh, to to come into you know this particular home he just so happened to be there another young man his parents say you know he's, he was a good kid he had no criminal history history uh, he was sleeping on the couch of a relative he you know this was a unjustified warrant they basically didn't knock bust in the door uh, this young man was sleeping on the couch um, I haven't seen the videos just I, I don't know if I can mentally take it right now but uh, they said that the SWAT team kicked the couch and this young man was basically startled uh, waking you know awakened by you know people over him in his in his in his house basically and um, he he is a, uh, a you know Second Amendment gun holder, so he does have a permit. And you know everyone is saying that you know this young man, you know, was had the right to bear arms. He was found sleeping, um, you know, in his cousin's home. You know. Are there no lessons learned for what happened in Louisville, Kentucky with Breonna Taylor? You know, it's over and over that, you know, innocent people, innocent black people are being killed, you know, for for no reason. You know, we as, you know, black people, I know me as a mom, you know, I'm raising my son to be respectful. I'm raising my son to to not only be respectful, but to himself, but just raising a really good kid, you know, raising a kid that's straight A's, that, you know, has pride in itself, you know, pride in who he, who he is and who he's becoming. And so for someone to take his life, you know, by doing something negligent, you know, it's no amount of money that can can console a family that, you know, this is happening to. And so even from Brianna's, Brianna Taylor's uh, case, when they did research, it shows that, you know, 80% of, of that, you know, people know, know, no knocks in, and you know, bursting into their homes. It was said to be 80% of these cases were black, were blacks. So that 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 is very disproportionate. And you know, you would think that many states would abolish the no knock warrants. And if they if they you know did abolish this, then Amir would be alive, you know, Brianna would be alive. And so 
you have to make sure that these not only you know they're 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 paying out you know to these families for this negligence but the negligence will continue if these laws are not changed so you know we have people again rallying and you know gathering um in minnesota um to once again fight for work something that should already be in place you know the minnesota gun caucus had replied that or made a statement rather that you know Amir was a licensed owner and he he basically d- did what any any of us would have done to ret- to protect our families being awakened by basically someone busting in your your door you know what do we have locks for what do we have alarms for what do we have these safeguards in place for you know it, it, it's a protection you know when you when you go to sleep you 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 lock your door and you know if anyone's coming in with force you're like you're reacting as if you know it, it's it's an intruder in which it is so you know it, i tell you I, I i it's just you know like a bad dream over and over and over again you know, Attorney Ben Crump, you know, he says that this no-knock warrant, you know, basically has deadly consequences for innocent Black people. And this is over and over and over. So apparently Amir was a legal gun holder. He had a permit. So in protecting his family, you know, I, you know, he, he had reasonable he had rights let, let me say that he had rights to to have have something so when you walk into when you bust in someone's house and you don't announce who you are you know unfortunately it's 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 coming it continues to have the, the consequences of of deadly you know repercussions on the on that homeowner and not not the the intruders. Um, so we really, really, really have to band together to get these laws changed. So, you know, it, it's just crazy that again they learned nothing from Brianna Taylor's um, her her death and her passing and all of the protests and. You know everything that we did to to you know make her name and her death not be in vain and here we are again so prayers up to the family of this young man you know um i'm just really at a loss for words <laughs> oh goodness just at a loss for words other celebrity news Leslie Jones Jones, um, many of you know her she's a a comedian she's been in films like um, Ghostbusters um, 
just a really really funny she's been on uh saturday uh saturday night live really funny uh african-american uh comedian um i love leslie she has these very strong dominant features that you know a lot of people just they don't feel comfortable with for whatever reason and she it just seems like people are always coming you know coming against her or or just trying to challenge her for everything that she does and you know she's so funny and it's like okay why are you treating her this way why 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 are you why why is she always in the spotlight for just being her just being the beautiful black woman that she is you know so why why is she always um you know being put under fire like that so apparently she's been recording um little i guess being like a a, a, a news comment a common i can't com, commentator is that how you say it commentator <laughs> um and she's been reporting on the olympic games and so you know many of the fans and and even you know the people the athletes are participating in the olympic games um they love her commentary and you know she recently uh went on to instagram to say that you know she's tired of fighting you know capturing little pictures of, you know, like figure skaters and she's saying things like, you know, just 15 years old, like, and she's, she's just like, wow. And all of these people, and, you know, she's like high score, you know, just, you know, this is going to be a high, she's predicting each person's, um, uh, figure skating and, you know, just really, uh, being involved and in just having fun. So I guess she's been getting a lot of just just remarks that, that can rub her the wrong way. And so she says on Instagram, I'm starting, quote, I'm starting to feel like this should be my last Olympics. I live, I live tweet. I know, I know another celebrity bitching but I'm tired of fighting the folks who don't want me to do it. They block my videos and they get folks who think they can do it like me. And I'm tired of fighting them. I love the athletes and they love me doing it. And I know y'all love it, but no, but now it's just gotten too hard and no one is fighting for me. So I guess I'll leave it to the professionals, but thank you for the love. Up to y'all now. <sighs> I tell you. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? Can't we just let people have their moments right now? If this makes Leslie feel good, if this is something that she wakes up looks forward to to watching and 
giving her opinions on, then let her do this. Like right now, we need to, to, to just hold on to any and everything that makes us feel amazing. So, Leslie, Les Dog, girl, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. If you want to do this, it's, it's hey, do it. <laughs> was really nice um cnn nbc um, a lot of the news stations they're saying that you know leslie jones can keep on commenting on on the olympic games that you know they don't have a problem with it so that was very nice and other celebrity news uh wendy williams she doesn't have access to her money and one thing I'm saying is no, no one's no one's gonna play with my money. So apparently, her financial advisor, her business manager, has advised the bank to freeze her funds. So Wendy filed legal documents against uh, the bank Wells Fargo's. You know to figure out you know why why are they not letting her get get her funds and they we're, we're talking millions um that they are withholding from her so you know is someone trying to protect her you know do they know something that you know has not been made public as of yet um you know they claim that the funds were frozen because of you know claims of financial exploitation, dementia, or undue influence. So, you know, she she hasn't had access to this money um, in two weeks, they're saying. So she has, you know, placed an emergency order to have her funds released. And so my 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 thing is who is I know she has a, a, a son is an only child. Um, so who is her power of attorney? You know, did she put something in place earlier on that her financial advisor could have these, you know, privileges and rights to, to reach out to the bank and, and give them such information? Um, so I guess we will, things will kind of continue to unfold about her. Um, it's just really sad. I, I really like Wendy, Wendy, and again, my prayers uh, go up for her. Um, in other celebrity news, uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, and I, I don't even like speaking on them because it just seems like every time I turn on the news, um, they're they're in the news some way, somehow. And, you know, I really get sick and tired of of hearing about these Kardashians. But um, nevertheless, her and Kanye have basically been, you know, feuding, going back and forth about uh, North. So their their eldest child uh, apparently loves TikTok. And so she's been going on you know, supervised, uh, 
super supervised, of course. She's been going on to TikTok and making little videos. And, you know, Kanye basically says that, you know, he he needs advice about being newly divorced because in and I guess co-parenting. Uh, because he doesn't want North on TikTok. And so, you know, Kim basically replied that, you know, hey, I'm doing the heavy lifting with these kids. And, you know, she's she's being supervised. So, you know, what's the problem? I tell you, it 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 was all fun and games when they were, you know, running around in these crazy clothes and, you know, being in the spotlight and now that now that they're apart and you know, I, I feel like these children are 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 the ones gonna be affected. So, you know, it's crazy how it's all cute when, you know, you're together and you're you're getting this spotlight and now that you have to raise these children separate you know raise these children apart you know you kind of have each other under a microscope and so I, I you know really hope that they can get it together for the sake of their children because um you know they have four kids together and you know, these kids don't need, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I, how can I say it? I'm sure that, you know, by them being, by them having two, you know, wealthy parents, as we all know, having money does not erase problems. Having money uh, can actually you know, be a gateway to um, some pretty reckless things. So, you know, it's important that they they stay focused, you know, stay focused and put these kids first and really, you know, pour into them at this at their their young ages. You know, be be really mindful of you know what they're doing and how they're maneuvering. So, um, just just wishing them the best. And also, I wanted to do a little segment, just setting boundaries and setting boundaries because I think people in this day and time tend to not know uh, what a boundary is or what advocating for yourself means. I think all of us need to learn how to set boundaries. It's something about just certain things we are not taught to do, but are so needed. And boundary setting is one. So seven tips for setting healthy boundaries are to practice self-compassion. So if you don't know how to follow through and set boundaries, instead of judging yourself, because we always 
you know, when we we advocate and, and set these boundaries for ourselves, we always self-judge and, you know, start to beat up on ourselves because we have disappointed someone or because we have stood up for ourselves. So I think number one for me would be to practice self-compassion. Practice self-compassion. Where oftentimes we're hard on on ourselves, whether we set the boundary and we disappoint someone else, or if someone, you know, steps over the boundary and we have to put them in place. So we're we're often sometimes hard on ourselves either way. So practice self-compassion. And that means not not judging yourself, you know, for something you stood up for, but rather judge yourself with kindness. Judge yourself with just speaking and, and reaffirming yourself that, hey, this was needed. This was warranted. I have the right to do this. It's something how our in our minds we are always um, looking for a response to things, and we have to step away from that and really set boundaries. Really mean what we say, you know, and 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 do what we mean, you know. And it's no problem, it's no judgment. It shouldn't be any judgment for doing that. So definitely pr practice self-compassion. Um, I would say also in setting boundaries is defining, you know, what our priorities are. You know, get a clear understanding of what we need, what we want, you know, what, what would be nice for us? What would make us happy and prioritize those things so that when you have to set boundaries and it doesn't line up with your priorities, then again, you have to do that self-compassion where you're not judging yourself for staying online and defining your priorities. I would say another thing is paying attention to your needs. Paying attention to your needs and, you know, when you're, you're feeling discomfort or overwhelmed or you feel like something is taking you out of your comfort zone or it has exceeded your boundaries for what you are capable of handling. I think it's, you know, again, take a moment, pay attention. So defining your priorities is very important. Another is setting your day with intentions. So if you set your day with intentions, guard that. Because I know, you know, it, we're, we're, this is real life and, you know, things can change from one moment to the next. But 
just try to start your day with setting intentions on how you would like for that day to to flow. And, you know, like I said, this is real life. So you'll have things that will come in and interrupt. But we have to get into the mindset of being able to navigate, being able to pause for a moment, regroup, and, you know, try to stay on course. Another one, another boundary setting would be, you know, communicating directly. Communicating with meaning, being clear, not, you know, um, making it easy or soft on someone, but being being really direct, clear, and not afraid to reiterate if needed. So telling people your boundaries is, you know, you, is, is really our responsibility. So if we don't speak up for ourselves and set those boundaries, we tend to allow people to step over those boundaries. You know, they'll come in in any way. You may lock the door and they come through the window, you know. So communicate directly. Be very clear on what your boundaries are, what you're willing to do, what you're not willing to do. And if people can't adjust, then, hey, another one is really having conversations with yourself and acknowledge what you gain by setting boundaries. So what do you gain? Is it a good feeling? Is it empowerment? Um, Does it allow you to, you know, remain committed to those boundaries? Does it um, does it how could I say so does it make it easier for you to you know sit and and really does it make you feel good to acknowledge that hey these are the boundaries that I set for me and although like I said, life happens and people will come in or a situation will happen that you have to kind of regroup and, and figure out, okay, what, what's my next move? But have these conversations with yourself to acknowledge that, hey, you know, is this boundary doable? Do I need to tweak this boundary? Do I need to make this boundary more, um, more um, intentional? Do I need to kind of, you know, not make it so intentional. So I think, it, you know, it's important for us to understand what we need in setting these boundaries.